Today is the ninth day of March, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Let us say together the Jubilate. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Psalms for the Ninth Day Morning Prayer Psalms 44, 45, and 46 We have heard with our ears, O God, our forefathers have told us the deeds you did in their days, in the days of old. How with your hand you drove the people out and planted our forefathers in the land how you destroyed nations and made your people flourish. For they did not take the land by their sword, nor did their arm win the victory for them. But your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance because of you favored them. You are my king and my God. You command victories for Jacob. Through you we pushed back our adversaries Through your name, we trampled on those who rose up against us. For I do not rely on my bow, and my sword does not give me the victory. Surely you gave us victory over our adversaries and put those who hate us to shame. Every day we glorified in God, and we will praise your name forever. Nevertheless, you have rejected and humbled us and do not go forth with our enemies. And have you made us fall back before our adversary and our enemies have plundered us? 
You have made us like sheep to be eaten and have scattered us among the nations. You are selling your people for a trifle and are making no profit on the sale of them. You have made us the scorn of our neighbors, a mockery and a derision to those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations, a laughingstock among the peoples. My humiliation is daily before me and shame has covered my face. Because of the taunts of the mockers and the blasphemers, because of the enemy and the avenger, all this has come upon us. Yet we have not forgotten you, nor have we betrayed your covenant. Our heart never turned back, nor did our footsteps stray from your path. Though you trust us down into the place of misery and covered us over with deep darkness, if we had forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to some strange God, will not God find it out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Indeed, for your sake, we are killed all the day long and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, why are you sleeping? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why have you hidden your face and forgotten our affliction and oppression? We sink down into the dust. Our body cleaves to the ground. Rise up and help us and save us for the sake of your steadfast love. My heart is stirring with a noble song. Let me recite what I have fashioned for the king. My tongue shall be the pen of a skilled writer. You are the fairest of men. Grace flows from your lips because God has blessed you forever. Strap your sword upon your thigh, O mighty warrior, in your pride and your majesty. Ride out and conquer in the cause of truth for the sake of justice. Your right hand will show your marvelous things. Your arrows are very sharp, O mighty warrior. The peoples are falling at your feet and the king's enemies are losing heart. Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and hate iniquity. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. All your garments are fragrant with myrrh, aloes, and cassia and the music of strings from ivory palaces makes you glad. King's daughter, stand among the ladies of the courts. On your right hand is the queen, adorned with the gold of Ophir. Hero, daughter, consider and listen closely. Forget your people and your father's house. The king will have pleasure in your beauty. He is your master, therefore do him honor. The people of Tyre are here with a gift. The rich among the people seek your favor. All glorious is the princess of she enters. Her gown is cloth of gold. An embroidered apparel she is brought to the king. After her, the bridesmaids follow in procession. With joy and gladness they are brought and enter into the palace of the king. In place of fathers, O king, you shall have sons. You shall make them princes over all the earth. 
I will make your name to be remembered from one generation to another. Therefore, nations will praise you forever and ever. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the mountains be toppled into the depths of the sea, though its waters rage and foam, and though the mountains tremble at its tumult. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be overthrown. God shall help her at the break of day. The nations make much ado, and the kingdoms are shaken. God has spoken, and the earth shall melt away. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come now and look upon the works of the Lord. What awesome things he has done on earth. It is he who makes war to cease in all the world. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear and burns the shields with fire. Be still then and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in the lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Yet among the mature we do speak wisdom, though it is not of the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish. But we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages of all his glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this. For if he had, they would not have crucified the Lord in glory. But as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him, those things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human being knows what is true human except the human spirit that is within? So also no one comprehends what is truly God's except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. And we speak of these things in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit interpreting spiritual things to those who are spiritual. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. <laughs> 
Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 1, beginning at the 29th verse. As soon as Jesus left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came, took her by the hand, and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered round the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you, he answered. Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in the synagogues and casting out demons. A leper came to him, begging him, and kneeling, he said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely, and to spread the word, so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stayed out in the country and people came to him from every quarter. Canonical 14, A Song of Penitence O Lord and ruler of the hosts of heaven, God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and of all their righteous offspring, you made the heavens and the earth with all their vast array. All things quake with fear at your presence. They tremble because of your power but your merciful promise is beyond all measure. It surpasses all that our minds can fathom. O Lord, you are full of compassion, long-suffering and abounding in mercy. You hold back your hand. You do not punish as we deserve. In your great goodness, Lord, you have promised forgiveness to sinners, that they may repent of their sin and be saved. And now, O Lord, I bend the knee of my heart, and I make my appeal sure of your gracious goodness. I have sinned, O Lord, I have sinned, and I know my wickedness only too well. Therefore I make this prayer to you. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me. Do not let me perish in my sin, nor condemn me to the depths of the earth. 
For you, O Lord, are the God of those who repent, and in me you will show forth your goodness. Unworthy as I am, you will save me in accordance with your great mercy, and I will praise you without ceasing all the days of my life. For all the powers of heaven sing your praises, and yours is the glory to ages of ages. Amen. A Revelation for Wednesday of Lent 1, taken from the late 4th century travelogues of Egeria, a Western European abbess and pilgrim. She documented, then shared the practice of Christianity across the Holy Land, including the major celebrations of the church year, including Lent. I must also describe how those who are baptized at Easter are instructed. Those who give their names do so the day before Lent, and the priest notes down all their names. And this is before those eight weeks during which, as I have said, Lent is observed here. When the priest has noted down everyone's name, then on the following day, the first day of Lent, on which the eight weeks begin, a throne is set up for the bishop in the center of the major church, the martyrium. The priests sit on stools on both sides, and all the clergy stand around. One by one, the candidates are led forward in such a way that the men come with their godfathers and the women with their godmothers. Then, the bishop questions individually the neighbors of the one who has come up, inquiring, Does this person lead a good life? Obey parents? Is this person a drunkard or a liar? And the bishop seeks out in the candidate other vices, which are more serious. If the person proves to be guiltless in all these matters concerning which the bishop has questioned the witnesses who are present, the bishop notes down the candidate's name. If, however, the candidate is accused of anything, the bishop orders the person to go out and says, Let such a one amend their life, and when this is done, then approach the baptismal font. He makes the same inquiry of both men and women. If, however, some are strangers, such people cannot easily receive baptism unless they have witnesses who know them. Ladies, my sisters, I must describe this, lest you think that it is done without explanation. It is the custom here, throughout the 40 days on which there is fasting, for those who are preparing for baptism to be exercised by the clergy early in the morning, as soon as the dismissal from the morning service has been given at the Anastasis. Immediately, a throne is placed for the bishop in the major church, the martyrium. All those who are to be baptized, both men and women, sit closely around the bishop, while the godmothers and godfathers stand there. And indeed, all of the people who wish to listen may enter and sit down, provided they are of the faithful. A catechumen, however, may not enter at the time when the bishop is teaching them the law. The bishop does, does so in this way, beginning with Genesis 
and going through the whole of Scripture during these 40 days, expounding first its literal meaning and then explaining the spiritual meaning. In the course of these days, everything is taught, not only about the resurrection, but concerning the body of faith. This is called catechetics. When five weeks of instruction have been completed, they then receive the creed. The bishop explains the meaning of each of the phrases of the creed in the same way as Holy Scripture was explained, expounding first the literal and then the spiritual sense. In this fashion, the creed is taught. And thus it is that in these places all the faithful are able to follow the scriptures when they are read in the churches, because all are taught through those 40 days. That is, from the first to the third hours, for during the three hours instruction is given. God knows, ladies, my sisters, that the voices of the faithful who have come to catechetics to hear instruction on those things being said or explained by the bishop are louder than when the bishop sits down in church or preach about each of those matters which are explained in this fashion. The dismissal from catechetics is given at the third hour, and immediately, singing hymns, they lead the bishop to the anastasis, and the office of the third hour takes place. And thus, they are taught for three hours a day for seven weeks. During the eighth week, the one which is called the Great Week, there remains no more time for them to be taught, because what has been mentioned above must be carried out. Now, when seven weeks have gone by and there remains only Holy Week, which is here called the Great Week, then the bishop comes in the morning to the major church, the Martyrium. To the rear, at the apse behind the altar, a throne is placed for the bishop, and one by one they come forth, the men with their godfathers, the women with their godmothers, and each one recites the creed back to the bishop. After the creed has been recited back to the bishop, the bishop delivers a homily to them all and says, During these seven weeks, you have been instructed in the whole law of the scriptures, and you have heard about the faith. You've also heard of the resurrection of the flesh, that is, for the whole explanation of the creed, you have heard only that which you are able to know while you are still catechumens. Because you are still catechumens. You are not able to know those things which belong to a still higher mystery, that of baptism. But that you may not think that anything would be done without explanation. Once you have been baptized in the name of God, you will hear of them during the eight days of Easter in the Anastasis, following the dismissal from church. Because you are still catechumens, the most secret of the divine mysteries cannot be told to you. Here ends today's reflection. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. 
On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Save your people, O Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who sets the solitary in families, we commend to your continual care the homes in which your people dwell. Put far from them, we ask of you, every root of bitterness, the desire of vainglory, and the pride of life. Fill them with faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness. Knit together in constant affection those who in holy wedlock have been made one flesh. Turn the hearts of the parents to the children and the hearts of the children to the parents. And so enkindle fervent charity among us all that we may evermore be kindly affection one to another through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, whose Son has nowhere to lay his head, Grant that those who live alone may not be lonely in their solitude, but that following in his steps they may find fulfillment in loving you and their neighbors. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, you have made one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your spirit upon all flesh. And hasten the coming of your kingdom through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son 
that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.